This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back, everyone, this week to Jackets Debrief. Uh, we're going to try and get the video part of the show back going again here in the future. We're just having some some technical things getting that going again, but we'll be up and running with that here soon, hopefully. So it's been an awesome start to the season for the Blue Jackets. They are 2-0. and uh, I mean, we can look at the NHL standings. They don't matter that much right now because I think what the most anybody's played is three games. So not too big a deal, but hey. You know what? We're going to enjoy it while we have it, so we may as well do that. Uh, the Blue Jackets right now are uh, tied for, well, I guess, second in the Metropolitan at four points uh, with Carolina, who's also 2-0. Pittsburgh is 2-0-1, so they've got five points to their name at this point in the process. So that's where we are right now, folks. Um, it, it's been fun. Uh, I mean, that's it, there really isn't any other way to say it. It's been a really entertaining time to be a Blue Jackets fan, and part of that is... I mean, that <laughs> opening that. All right, you know what? We're, let's get into the beer of the week. We'll get into other stuff, then we'll get into all the fun. That's what we're going to do here first. Beer of the week, folks. It is Platforms, uh, Platform Brewing Open Market Peach Apricot Nordic Style White Ale. Mmm. I wonder what this is going to be like. Ooh, that's sweet. Very good. Very good beer. Mm. More of a uh, uh, 5% or what is it? 5.4% alcohol by volume. Very good. Uh, International Bitter Units 15. It's a good beer. Very sweet. I enjoyed it a lot. It's the kind of beer that you get and just drink a lot of down like water, honestly. But it's a good beer. I highly recommend it. Anyway, jumping into the hard numbers, folks. Again, Blue Jackets. We're gonna say tied for first in the division. Um, now tied for second. We'll we'll be we'll keep it honest here. Tied for second in the division at four points. Already putting miles of distance between them and uh, the New York Islanders. Uh, the Islanders started at zero and two, but it's early. It's an eighty-two game season. Things are gonna go all over the place from here. Looking at Dom Lashusian's chances on things. So the Blue Jackets are up to a seven percent chance by his projections of making the playoffs now. Uh, it, it's not real high. He's got. He still has by far they have a fifty-seven percent chance of finishing eighth. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I mean, the Blue Jackets started the season playing Arizona and uh, the the Seattle Kraken, so an expansion team that a lot of people we that we don't know where it's going to go. I mean, this is one of those things where the the Vegas Golden Knights really, I think, threw out of whack what people expected out of a out of an expansion team. Um, Vegas got lucky in a few places. First of all, they had very favorable rules for the draft process, which, which the, the Kraken did get the same rules. The difference here is I think some of their team, some teams lost their minds in the Vegas draft, particularly Florida, Florida gave them, I mean, two third, two, two players in the top six, which was just insane. But then they were able to pick up Mark Andre Fleury. They were pick up a, a great goaltender right out of the gate. It was kind of crazy what Vegas was given right out of the gate there. Uh, so I, I wouldn't expect the same thing out of the Kraken, 
my estimates on the Kraken are we're going to see a team that's going to be kind of floating between like sixth and maybe third in their division all season. Like they'll be fighting up and down in that Pacific. Uh, and a lot of it is the Pacific just isn't great. I mean, to finish fifth in the Pacific, that just means you have to be better than the Kings, the Ducks, and the Sharks. So we're not even getting into if if maybe they jump, maybe they have a better season than expected, and they can they can maybe jump ahead of the, uh, maybe they can jump ahead of the 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 Canucks or something, or maybe maybe Calgary goes into a tailspin, something like that. So I, I kind of expect them to be kind of right there on the edge all season, probably end up finishing fifth or something like that. So they're not a bad team. Uh, Arizona, Arizona's a team that people are expecting to be in the lottery like us. So I, I mean, winning eight, two, that was fun. It was great for, for an opening night, especially with all the emotion of the, the Mattis Kalinix, uh, uh, remembrances, which I, I got, I myself got emotional a few times during all that going on. I think all of us did, especially Elvis wearing 80 that night and everything. It just, it was there. Um, so it was good to see the team win that one, and just for it to just be a fun night. There was not a worry about it. it they just they just won, and and to be honest about it, looking at some of the things. So anybody who knows this show knows that I get into the numbers on things, and look at a natural stat trick for that game against the Coyotes. The Blue Jackets did not dominate play in possession metrics like Corsi. They were at forty point nine five percent at five on five scored venue adjusted. Expected goals for 33.8%. That's not great. That is bad. Uh, if we just change it to all situations, all strengths, which just gives us a sense of the whole game where expected goals were at, Blue Jackets still at 36.69%. So, not good. Um, they really, that night, just everything went right. And that's fine. I mean, you're going to get those nights. Uh, we don't see them often, but you, you don't you don't tend to see them often. But it's fun when you do. I enjoyed it. I was a big fan. It was the kind of game where, as you were watching, it just kind of felt like any time the puck was thrown at the net, you're like, oh, there's a chance. I, I, I mean, it put me in mind of the 10-0 Canadians game, which I think everybody was kind of thinking of had it in the back of their heads when that game was going on, where you just kind of get to a sense of, Oh, every again, every time there's a shot, you're like, "Is it? Huh? Huh? Huh?" And it, when it doesn't, you're like, "Ah, oh, that would have been fun, wouldn't it?" And when it doesn't, it, it's fine. But it was first game of the season, first game with the new coach, uh, Brad Larson. After the game, he said, kind of what echoed the sentiments I've got now, where he said, "I don't think we played that well, honestly." And he said we had a better game in us, which I think a lot of people saw an eight-two win and thought, "What do you mean we have a better game in us?" But really, the the team did not control the puck the way we were, people wanted them to, or the way that you would want them to over the course of, a, of an 82-game season. But again, uh, back with another season here of, of Jack Seabree from the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, and and as you're watching games, uh, as you're getting into them, uh, remember that we've got to, to visit with our friends with, uh, with DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings, they have got Daily Fantasy, if that's what you're into, and if that's what your state allows. And they've also got betting, which is only some states. Uh, we'll go over the details of that in a second, but they got the betting if you want that too. So, hey, if you wanted to go play Daily Fantasy, go on there. they got all sorts of games you can play. Entry fees anywhere from free to, you know, 5 10 20 bucks, depending on what you want to play for. You can win all sorts of prizes, all sorts of cash prizes, picking your lineups, and you can play any sport any day of the year pretty much. As, you know, obviously, if there's games. 
Uh, but that we got we got NHL going on now. We got NFL games going on. Also, if you're an NFL fan, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just five dollars on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win two hundred dollars in free bets. Now, uh, Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. Uh, you've still, again, we've got the Daily Fantasy. You can play with huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their deposit. This is what you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Again, THPN is in the Hockey Podcast Network. Just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you win $200 in free bets. If you if they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sporting best partner, sporting sports betting partner of the NFL. It'd be good if I could speak. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit and one wager one dollar wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. All right, folks. Next game that happened, the Blue Jackets take on the Kraken for the first time. We had all sorts of bad puns. We had all sorts of uh, good times with that game. Uh, felt much more... It was uh, Normally, anymore, uh, the commentators, I tend to not listen too much, but there was a good uh, uh, observation by, by play-by-play man on that broadcast, which was near the end. He said, don't tell these team, don't tell any of the guys on these teams that this is only game two. It did feel like an intense game. It felt like everybody was kind of putting their all into it. And I don't know what that is. I, I, part of me wonders if for a while, we're going to get an effect of these guys playing in full arenas is jacking them up again. Uh, Cause Remember, these guys went months, more than a year, uh, with not playing in front of fans. So those fans really act as a as an energy boost. Um, I mean, I can. I mean, I I I don't have some big sports history, but we all know. I mean, if you've played any level of competitive sports, where you were like in junior high or high school or whatever, and there was a, a crowd that came to watch of any real number of people and people were cheering. And, and even if it wasn't sports, if you've been into, if you were in plays when you were in high school or, or you know, may, maybe later on in life you do plays, if you're in any, if you're in any kind of performance, there's live people. We all know the difference of, okay, there's like six people watching and they're just kind of calmly sitting and seeing me and that that doesn't really add any energy to the situation. But when you're in a place and you see that there's a full house watching you, and, and especially in something like sports, when they're yelling and screaming and getting into it, it jacks guys up. So I wonder if we're going to see that for a bit. See kind of this, um, just this overflow of, of emotion and passion and guys playing harder than you would expect this early in the season on things. But good news for the Blue Jackets. They played a much better game in game two uh, against the Kraken. When we're looking at their possession metrics, again, everything's five on five scoring venue adjusted. Corsi for at 52.24%. Expected goals for, this is the big one, 52.94%, which was great. That's the thing you want to see. You want to see, because you want to know that this team is getting more, getting those chances, getting getting to create more chances. The nice thing is, and when you get into all strengths, the numbers are stronger. Their Corsi 4 is at 55.14%. 
expected goals for 55.14%, which is really impressive considering that the Kraken had a power play and the Jackets did not. So that's impressive that the Blue Jackets had higher expected goals for, even when we take out score and venue adjustment and all of that. Because, I mean, the Blue Jackets were down most of the game, so the score adjustments should give them a boost, and it, they just I, they just kind of outplayed the Kraken for most of the game. And it's it's nice to see that, that happening. Um, and we're starting to see some players really live up to what we want out of them. Um, the I mean, the one that we're going to obviously is kind of the biggest deal for the Blue Jackets currently is one... Oh, where'd he go? I'm trying to get his numbers up here. It's one Patrick Laine. Uh, this is a player that, for the Blue Jackets to be... For the Blue Jackets to be better, for the Blue Jackets to be what they, where they want to go and what they want to do, they need a, they need Patrick Liner to be a good player. They need him to be somebody who's going to make things happen for them. His Corsi four percentage was fifty five point eight eight. His Corsi four relative, meaning higher than what it was from from other things on the ice, four point six one. He he played really well in that second game. It was great to see. Uh, so that's what we need. We need, and, and obviously he had the overtime goal. So even the numbers I'm giving you now, this is only five on five. This isn't counting his shift when he got the goal, but we're seeing some of these players starting to step up and that's what the blue jackets need to happen. They need for Patrick line a to step up and be the Patrick line. They thought they were getting in the trade. Uh, we need, uh, <clears throat> Cole Sillinger to, become a number one defense centerman, which is which is probably a lot to put on him this year. Honestly, I just want him to play. I'm not that worried about him looking incredible all the time. As long as we're not hampering his development, him being in the major leagues, uh, that'd be the main concern if I'm them. Anyway, uh, jumping into some other thoughts. We've now started seeing uh, the NHL on ESPN as well as uh, on TNT. So far, I think they've done a great job. I really like... Uh, I really like the personality they're trying to put into it a little bit more. I think it's funny because when you hear the executives talk about it, TNT is constantly pointing to, we want to be more fun. We want ESPN to be the more analytical one. Uh, and we think that's kind of the niche that we're going to work into. I think it's funny that from day one, ESPN has been both smarter as far as how they analyze and more fun than NBC ever was. Um, well, I mean, it, Emily Kaplan in between the benches as opposed to Pierre Maguire is an infinite difference as far as the quality of what you're getting being said. I think the broadcasts on ESPN look really good. I think TNTs have looked really good. I enjoy the TNT, like the bit, if you haven't seen it, go watch it on YouTube. It's funny. The bit of, during one of the intermissions on, on TNT's first night, they had Charles Barkley go out in goalie pads and Wayne Gretzky shoot past him. And it was just fun. And you heard Wayne Gretzky kind of jawing a little bit and the guys were jawing each other back and forth. It was a good time. It was fun. It was entertaining. It wasn't three people standing behind desks just kind of generally speaking at each other for a bit. Um, the the ESPN one, I mean, it's still just, again, a lot of people sitting at desks. And the TNT one isn't that it's not that. It's just there's they're growing. They're trying to be better at what they're doing. Um and I think already the NHL, I think we're seeing boosts this year in, in quality of TV presentation in America. Uh, we've got the Point Show on ESPN now. 
which I think has been pretty good so far. Uh, it's it's done some really good. Um, it's done some really good balance of the human interest stories, along with trying to analyze the story, uh, along with trying to do all of that for you. And it's been it's been an enjoyable show. I would highly recommend you know checking it out. Um, I'm trying to check and see exactly when they have them scheduled at this point. I know they were doing at least during opening week. It seemed like they were doing them every day. Um, Okay, it's going to wear once a week, uh, Thursdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN2, and then it'll be on ESPN Plus as well. And then they do the In the Crease daily show on ESPN Plus, which is cool. They've done that since before they had the rights, but I can imagine it's going to be a bigger deal. And again, there were the other little things going on all week last week. Like, uh, they put the commissioner of the NHL on NBC, or on uh, Good Morning America. They talked with Sidney Crosby at halftime on Monday Night Football. It, just little things where you can tell they have an interest. Uh, they the night NHL's opening night, instead of showing baseball playoff highlights to start the show, they showed NHL games. Uh, so it's cool. Uh, I, I'm excited to see where they go from here. I I think there's a lot to grow with. Um, I do. I did think I would miss NHL Game Center more than I have already, but the ESPN Plus is nice because I already had it because I do the whole bundle deal with with Hulu and all that, which is really cool. Uh, if you want to want to get into that, but it's nice because I can just pull up ESPN Plus and there's all the games, um, and it's it's nice and easy. So I'm I'm a big fan of it. I will say the one thing on TV that surprised me this year, I think of all the score bugs, I think Sportsnet's new score bug might be the best one, which is a strange thing to think, but it's little things like that. Because half the time when I'm watching a game, because I I don't know about your guys' lives, but I can't just watch games all night. Uh, I have a family, I do other things. But it is quite common that I will watch, um, that like if me and my wife decide to watch a show or something at night, uh, I'll kind of put the game on a lap. I like one, like if a game is up, if the Blue Jackets are up, I tend that tends to be my my sole focus for the time being. But if there's something another game and I'm like I'm kind of interested in seeing that, I'll put it up on a, a laptop or a Chromebook to the side. And if I have a choice, I tend to always choose the uh, Sportsnet one because I I think their score bug just does a better job and makes it easier to see what's going on. But um, other things to get into here. The uh, what have we got here? Oh, we had the story this week of uh, Miko Lehtinen deciding to leave the team. Looks like he signed a four-year deal out in uh, out with a uh, KHL team. I mean, if, if you're a player who here's the thing, I, I can kind of understand it, and I get that the team, the organization's frustrated because they thought he could be a team, that, a guy who could be an NHL player. But if you're him, I can understand looking at looking and saying, my dream is to be in the NHL. If I'm going to be this far away from my family, if I'm going to be out here doing this, I want to be in the NHL. And it may have come to a point where he said, I can either make the decision to try and play in the NHL, which potentially has me bouncing up and down between the AHL and the NHL for maybe, maybe another season. Maybe I never actually become a full-time NHLer. Or... Do I take a good amount of money to just go and be closer to my family and be home? I can get that. Um, it was kind of the Elvis thing. If everybody remembers when Elvis Mers Lincolns first signed his entry-level deal here, it was signed in such a way that he essentially was going to be part of the main club. And, and that's because Elvis knew if he wasn't going to be the guy, if he wasn't going to be in Columbus at least, if he wasn't going to be at the NHL level, he would rather have just stayed home. Because he was making good money, 
he didn't want to come here and just be in the minor leagues. So I can get that. Um, this week, we've got Tuesday, Detroit. Thursday, the New York Islanders. And then Saturday, Carolina. I'll be at the Carolina game. Uh, the Islanders game. I mean, this this is who knows what's going to happen this week. Again, it's the first week of the NHL season. We're getting these first two games in. We'll see how things go. What I'm really excited about is, cross your fingers, folks. Igor Chinikov has been called up. He played in his in his AHL debut. He scored, and he's recalled on Sunday. Um, from Aaron Portsline's piece today in the Athletic, asked if this was an indication Chinikov would dress Tuesday in Detroit. G- GM Yarmar Kekalina responded with a now trademarked answer. We shall see. Cleveland doesn't play again until Friday in Belleville, Ontario. So Chinikov at minimum could practice this week with the Blue Jackets without missing a game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the right decision is to just make sure this kid plays as much as he can. And the reason he's not just staying in Columbus is uh, they don't want him on the fourth line. They want him playing top three line minutes. And the, the reality is when I look at where this team is right now, uh, this, this is the magic of, of live podcasting, folks. And by live, I mean I'm recording this, and then you'll hear it sometime down the down the line, and I'm probably not going to edit it because I just won't. Um, when you look at this team right now, all right, top three lines. Line A, Texier, Vorchek. Second line, Nyquist, Roslovic, Bjorkstrand. Third line, Jenner, Sillinger, Domi. Fourth line, Robinson, Curley, Hoffman. Who goes in? Who who comes out for Chinikov? Now, if it, if it were up to me, the the thing. Let's be honest. Jenner's not coming out. First of all, Jenner's the captain. For crying out loud. Second of all, Jenner, because he's that Swiss Army knife where you can put him in for faceoffs, he he'll be in the lineup as long as you stay in the lineup. You're not taking out Line A and Voracek. You're not taking out Bjorkstrand, Nyquist, or Domi. So you're going to put him in for Eric Robinson or Gregory Hoffman or Gregory Hoffman? Excuse me, folks. No, you're not. Um, so it, it very well could be that he's just going to be practicing with the team this week. That they want them practicing with the NHL club. And they're only going to Detroit. Um, and then Thursday they'll be home against the Islanders. So if he needs to go back to Detroit or Columbia, Cleveland in the weekend, that's not hard at all. Again, that 71, 71, that pipeline, he's going to be going back and forth a lot there, folks. So that's where we are. That's what's going on. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. Thank you for sticking with me, and we'll uh, have a good season here. And we'll see how good the Jackets make this season, but I think we'll have a good time regardless. But thank you very much for listening, and go Jackets. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief. And thank you for listening.